Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sam's Report. It is Friday the 13th. Um, I'm guessing some spooky things are going to happen today. Uh, <laughs> maybe if you're in the Microsoft world, some spooky things have already occurred, including yesterday. About some announcements, we'll jump into that. Uh, compared to last week, this was a relatively slow week, actually. I was in New York for Monday through late Wednesday. Had a terrible flight home, um, just turbulence and delayed and all that good all that good stuff that comes with playing in airports. Fortunately, knock on wood, I didn't get sick. But um, you know what? Here we are. We all survived. And uh, good things on the horizon. And so, so it is Friday the 13th. And um, I, this is likely not related. But Microsoft had a pretty big issue this week with uh, Windows Update. Uh, a reoccurring theme inside the world of Microsoft, although it seems like we've gone several Patch Tuesdays without anything um, crashing or getting destroyed. But uh, here we are. So if you are in the corporate world, this didn't so much affect the home users, I, I believe, but it was mostly people using the Windows Service Update Services or uh, SCCM or whatever, any of those kind of corporate-y tools, enterprise-y tools. Uh, KB4041676 kind of wrecked your life more than likely. According to Microsoft, the problem was caused by a publishing issue which impacted devices managed by uh, Windows Service Update Services and SCCM. In other words, the cumulative update for Windows 10 version 1703 and blah, 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 blah. What else did they write? Wow, they, Microsoft wrote a whole bunch of nothing. Basically, this patch uh, had some publishing issues. We'll just call it that. And there were people who could not turn machines on. It was just breaking stuff. It was another failed update from the Windows Update Service, and it's always funny because Microsoft says, hey, patch on day one to make sure you're fully protected, and if you would have patched on day one this time, you would have probably been host. And so it kind of goes back to the saying that, you know, definitely don't patch on day one, don't wait six months and, and turn into an Equifax, but uh, waiting a week, waiting a solid week probably would have helped out a lot of people. Uh, Microsoft says that they have fixed this issue, but here we are, another patch that is uh, just wreaking havoc on Windows 10 machines. Anyways. So if, you, if you're wondering why your computer's not working at work, that very well could be related. Although hopefully most uh, sysadmins know not to patch on day one. But uh, anyways, that is that. So another crap update. But uh, yeah, so somebody asked, they said, I, I thought I'd mentioned this before. Am I, did I ever keep my Xbox One X pre-order or am I going to, what am I going to do? I am keeping it. I'm, I'm not, I can't get into PC gaming. I love PC gaming. I can't get into it though. I love uh what is it? RTS real-time strategy games like Command and Conquer, those types of games. But no, I'm definitely getting this. I was thinking about this earlier. So this white Xbox One back here will eventually get replaced with a black Xbox One X in what? Well, it's not that far off, actually. I was going to say, what, about three weeks or so? Three, four weeks? And I, I don't know what to expect. Because it's the the game I'm playing right now, Destiny, isn't saying anything about uh, 4K upgrades or uh, frames per second. I don't know. We're, we're gonna see. I do play. I haven't played Smite in a while, and I know that supports it. But I mean, this is a 4K TV back here. Then I'll have a 4K Xbox over here, and life should be good, provided Bungie uh, up, updates their crap. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, I can't get back into the PC gaming. I'm, I'm just too much used to a controller. People are gonna tell me, Brad, Brad. The keyboard and mouse are so much better than a controller. Well, let me let me throw it back this way. Uh, I'm a huge Porsche fan. And so technically, on a Porsche, a PDK transmission is faster than a standard manual transmission. And so if you're not familiar with a PDK, is that's a flappy paddle gearbox type trans, transmission shifting uh, scenarios. 
yeah, that's faster than doing it uh, what they call rowing your own boat or, or just manually shifting. But you know what? I prefer a manual shifter. I think it's more fun. And so, yes, technically PDK is faster. Yes, technically keyboard and mouse is faster and better. But I'm an old school guy. I like the manual transmission. I want to shift it myself uh, and have more fun driving, despite the fact that it might be incrementally slower. And so I prefer uh, a controller, which, by the way, I, I need to actually verify this. Where I don't know where my Xbox One controller is. So supposedly, supposedly, if you are in the U.S. and you have one of these guys, and it's doing this, and it's doing, you can't really see it so much in this up, but it's doing this, where that rubber is just popping off. Supposedly, even if the device is, I mean, this is like really bad. I tried to glue it back on, but I mean, this thing is coming off. Supposedly, if you're in the U.S., Microsoft will just replace it, even if it's out of warranty. So I need to actually contact uh, warranty services or whatever the hell it's called and see if they're going to replace it because I love that controller. I don't want to go back to using just the standard one. Like if you use an elite going back, it, it, it you can't do it. it. It's yeah, but whatever. So there we go. Um, da, 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 and the next big question is when is PUBG coming to the Xbox one X? That's actually probably the reason I'm playing on the X. I don't know. Like people ask me that frequently because they know I'm waiting for it. Cause that is one of the few games that I am still playing on the PC because it is not on the computer. But uh, anyways, moving on here, uh, Sony is permanently, well, not permanently, but the likelihood of Sony enabling cross-play between Xbox, PC, and, and PlayStation is not going to happen. Uh, Microsoft kind of came out and said, hey, Sony's completely blocking it on Minecraft, and if they're blocking it on Minecraft, they're not going to allow it on anything else. I know I've talked about this before, but you can go ahead, and if you have friends on another platform and you're hoping cross-play, nope, don't, don't hope anymore. Blame Sony. So there you go. Other things that came out this week, Satya Nadella did an interview with a friend of mine named Todd Bishop over on GeekWire, and he really started to talk about, uh, actually, credit to Todd, he didn't, you know, he, they always throw some softball questions, but he actually asked a pretty blunt question about Microsoft's mobile strategy, and Satya very clearly said, hey, we're not building many more phones, we're trying to build for what's coming after phones, which they believe is mixed reality, which includes HoloLens, the, the headsets that are going on sale next week, I think. Yeah, because 17th is when the Creators Update is coming out, or Fall Creators Update is coming out. And so he's really talking about how they're building for that platform. And this is such... I, I get it that they can't build a phone. There's... It, to his point, and he was the one that said this, he said they can't compete because you can't get developers onto the third platform, right? You're gonna If you're an app developer, you're going to build for iOS or Android. You're not going to build for that third platform because there's no market share, and you can't get market share unless you have apps. So we, we know the story that, that has been drilled into the ground and into our heads uh, millions of times in, into Microsoft's head about 10 billion times. And so they're not going to do that. They're going to build out apps. They launched Edge last week. Uh, Edge is now available on Android for those people, although it's really just kind of like Chrome with some Edge functionality. But I get why they're doing it. I, I think that's the right approach. But so what he's saying is that they're building for the next platform, which is mixed reality. And yeah, that's not, it's not a bad idea, right? That's kind of the cards that have been dealt. And he's going to deal with them the best that he can. The problem with that is, is um, that's not a short-term thing. I would love to tell you that, hey, you know what, smartphones are dead in five years. I absolutely do not believe that. I don't believe that in any capacity. I, maybe 10 years? 10 years? Maybe? Maybe where we'll start to... I, I mean, I know that's pretty hard to predict that five years we won't be off smartphones, but there's no way that the next viable platform is going to be mainstream. I, I can't see... I, I cannot see right now anybody strapping something to their head as a mainstream product. We know that the next version of HoloLens isn't coming until roughly 2019. We know Apple's version isn't coming until 2019. 
Uh, we don't know. I don't know where the hell uh, Magic Leap is. They're supposedly trying to raise another billion dollars, but they're still not out yet. And so these things take time. Like, don't think that like smartphones just came out of nowhere and overtook computers. It took years and probably took close to 10 years. Well, let's let's just use the iPhone. We don't know the iPhone's 10 years. So it took at least five years for it to become really mainstream. But that was there was a need there to bring all that computational power from a standalone fixed position, the computer, and putting it with you everywhere you go. That was a powerful leap in, uh, in computing. When we bring it onto our head, what I'm still waiting for is the, the killer app. Because I, I don't, I, I'm struggling here to, to understand what is the killer app. It's definitely not gaming. Gaming might be a small niche gateway to get some people into that realm. Uh, but what is the killer app? Because I don't know if the, the killer app cannot be that it doesn't require you to look at a phone anymore and that you can always have your head up. I don't I don't know if I believe that yet. I mean, there's neat things like augmented reality where you're walking down and you can see different things about the buildings and stuff in front of you and get directions right beamed into your eyeball. Uh, and that's all neat, but I don't know if it's, you know, that's a really big different deal because not everybody wears, first off, not everybody wears glasses. Like, I don't wear glasses. Um, I don't know what the exact percentage of society doesn't wear glasses. So to get somebody like me to actually wear something, and we all know based on how technology works, the first iteration is going to be goofy as hell. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's going to be kind of, uh, well, look at HoloLens. That's the first iteration. And so to get people to move to that is going to take time. And how long is Microsoft really going to be playing around in that space? How long? I don't know. These are, these are really tough questions. And if I had... Uh, an exact answer and a vision, I, I would go take a whole bunch of money and make bets in the right companies. But uh, And it may be a company that doesn't exist yet that comes up and builds something. I don't quite know. But yeah, to, to say that, hey, our next we're building for the next platform, that, that's great. But I don't think it's going to be this quantum jump between like desktop to smartphones where it's a completely different device. I don't know. Um, I think it's going to kind of morph from the smartphones are going to kind of meld into these things. And so, I, you know, we'll see. But that's that's Microsoft's strategy. That is what Satya is saying that they're doing. And so love it or hate it. If you're sitting here holding out for another Lumia 1020 successor, you're done. Like it's over. And uh, he actually joked on stage about how there was so much press because of what Joe Belfiore said, where he said, hey, Windows Phone is done. Uh, that, that was telegraphed two years ago when they said, hey, we're writing off all these assets. And so uh, he, you know, was kind of poking fun at the people that were jumping all over that stuff. But whatever. Whatever. Um, other things that Microsoft's not killing. Panos very clearly and bluntly came out and said in an uh, interview, he said, hey, Surface isn't going away either. I don't know why. Um, so a little inside baseball here. Lenovo hates Microsoft for building Surface. Um, Dell and HP, not so happy. I mean, obviously, because if, they're, if you buy a Surface, you're not bound buying a Dell, HP, or Lenovo. So... Uh, yeah, and Lenovo really doesn't like that Microsoft is doing this, and so it's not surprising that they would come out and say, hey, Microsoft's going to get out of this, taint the waters a little bit. Panos came out and said, hey, no, that's not that's not true. Um, they're not giving up on, on Surface, and I suspect we'll hear more about that in the near future. But, um, yeah, actually, speaking of they're not done with Surface, I'll just jump to it right now. Microsoft announced this week what a new aqua color uh, type cover here. I'm going to throw it up. Um, it's this guy. So, yeah, this is like a new type cover color. Like, if that's your thing and you've been saying, you know what, I, I'm not going to buy a new Surface because I don't have the right aqua color. Well, guess what? They now have your solution in place. So you can go, I think you can pre-order that now. It's going to be the same price as all the other stuff. It's covered in carpet, the Alcantara Surface. 
um, which I haven't heard. I, I've been trying to get some feedback on whether or not that stuff is like real showing the grease on your hands. We should start to hear that soon. But um, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. A couple comments from from the live chat here. Uh, somebody said, actually, the one of the killer apps on mobile was Maps. I, I completely agree because that got GPS into your pocket and it was useful and reliable and that's great. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the killer app on a headset, but I fully agree with that. Fully agree with that. Uh, and YouTube actually on mobile was pretty neat as well because there's so much content there. Actually, I find myself watching a ton of content on YouTube. I'm a big like documentary fan. And so like when I'm flying, I usually just try to watch those and, and whatnot. Um, and so there's actually a lot of good content on YouTube. You just kind of got to know where to find it, if you know what I mean. Um, by the way, it, no surprise here. I'm pretty sure I said this last week. Microsoft has officially confirmed Redstone 3 is done, which makes us... So... Uh, if I, I might be missing something here, and feel please feel free to correct me if if I'm <laughs> if I'm wrong here. Uh, all right. Uh, so Microsoft Redstone Three is done. We know this. A couple weeks ago, Microsoft came out with this thing called Skip Ahead. It was for people who were in Redstone Three that wanted to get Redstone Four bits and not get all kind of like the last remaining Redstone Three branches stuff so they created skip ahead so i jumped into skip ahead they launched like two branches in that and then they came out and correct me this is where if i'm wrong they're saying okay now you got to leave skip ahead and go back to the fast ring because that's where they're going to push their traditional um rs4 builds that are coming great fine whatever why the hell did skip ahead ever exist it makes no sense like they there was no i don't they had to be maybe testing one specific thing i it, it seems very sloppy to be honest and I, I, I'm curious, I can't imagine that the insider program is growing at any significant rate anymore. And then by introducing this um, skip ahead branch, they're kind of fragmented it a little bit. And so then they're saying, hey, go back to the fast drink. It, it just, fine, whatever it is. Microsoft, I think you honestly made a pretty big mistake there. And you should have just said, hey, everybody stay in this. You're going to get some builds or whatever. They're not going to be features. Because um, there was never any real reason to be in the skip ahead. Um, like I jumped into it and what what was the point and then they li artificially limited it so then people got pissed off they weren't in skip ahead and then skip ahead didn't really get any features then redstone 3 development branch didn't really get any features and so it was just a complete waste of time and you know what here we are and that is uh life and so skip ahead i i don't i don't know i don't know what microsoft was thinking there but, but um here we are uh other fun things that are happening in the world of microsoft this week Speaking of skip ahead and whatever Redstone 3 and RTM, the there's a paywall in the Photos Remix app, which is very odd. And so what it is, photo, I, I hate Photos Remix name. They should have made this a standalone freaking app, but this is a very Microsoft thing to do. Uh, so they came out with Photo Remix, which is a subset of features inside of Photos that allows you to create and edit videos. And so you, you can do that and you can add those 3D effects that they showed off on stage and whatever. Uh, first off, it is very buggy. Um, supposedly it's getting an update right before launch and that's going to fix some of this stuff but uh, I, I did create a video and it crashed and, and it's not a good experience somebody said hey is it ready for an iMovie replacement yet not even close it's got a very long way to go it is very basic other than the 3D effects but um, anyways, so some of the 3D effects you cannot use unless you are an Office 365 subscriber. And it gives you this nice little prompt when you try to use Photo Remix that says, hey, if you want to unlock all the features, link it to your Office 365 account or subscribe today. Uh, fine, whatever. You know, you, you want all the features, you got to be a paying user. But this is, this is a very slippery slope, and I'm worried that they're going to start doing this in other apps by putting 
artificially features behind a paywall. And my first thought was, okay, when they announced this, that it had something to do with like ingesting this content into PowerPoint or something like that, but it, it really doesn't. And so I think they just found another opportunity to try to upsell Office 365, make a little bit more money, and that's what they're going to do. I'm just afraid that they're going to start doing that with like calendar, uh, with um, email, and who knows what else inside of Windows 10. But it just feels kind of sloppy that you, some people are paying, well, you do pay for Windows 10 now when you buy a whatever Windows 10 machine. And then all of a sudden you get there and it's like, oh, you don't get all the features. Um, I understand why with OneDrive you don't get the full one terabyte. That makes perfect sense. But in the photo remix, it makes no sense. I don't, I don't see the logical connection between all this stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for more paywalls. Be on the lookout for more paywalls. So we're going to dive into the questions this week. Um, like I said, a little bit of a quieter week. I think next week we'll pick it back up, at least to kind of hope. Uh, Mr. PKI says, can we expect a joint subscription ultimate edition SKU for Windows 10 and Office 365 get the full functionality with the native photo app Solitaire Notepad? So obviously, well, actually, Solitaire does have, I think, like premium add-on. Um, Notepad would be a little interesting, but I don't know if they're ever going to do that. I, I, What I could see them doing is rebranding Office 365 to some capacity, like Microsoft 365, which I know they already have for the consumer um, to try to do all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still baffled for this, for this, uh, this paywall thing. But uh, we'll see. You know, the story is just now beginning, and it's a slippery slope. So yeah, um, here we are. So, anyways, uh, McCory, McCory, Corey McCowan says you've talked, you've talked about the fact that you believe that Microsoft is going to drop movies and TVs in a similar fashion to how they dropped Groove Music Pass. However, what would this mean for the Xbox? This is, you know, the Xbox needs some sort of way of purchasing and renting movies, and I just can't see them Apple bringing iTunes. If they did, uh, I can't see it being great experience to the Xbox. Uh, streaming is nice, but it won't fit every situation. So let's take a step back here, and I agree that it would be awkward on the Xbox, but there was also, what was it announced this week? Movies, uh, Play Movies Anywhere was the name of the service, and it's got a bunch of the major studios. And I'm actually really excited about this. What is it called? What is it called? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Disney's Movies Anywhere. But it involves a bunch of different studios besides movie. It doesn't involve everyone yet. But I'm kind of hoping that, that they get on there. And what this service is, and I got to I gotta look into this more because this might actually be very good for me, is that if you buy all your movies on iTunes, you can now play them on other devices that doesn't have iTunes on it. And I wonder if it's going to somehow tie into this. Same with like uh, the Google Store, I believe. And so basically you can buy a movie once and play it anywhere. Uh, this is like the holy grail, especially for somebody like me, because I have all my crap in iTunes and I would love to be able to just watch it elsewhere if like I don't want to buy an Apple TV or whatever. Like if I wanted to go to a Roku and be able to move all that content over, uh, which is actually somewhat tempting. Uh... Anyway, so I, I wonder if there's a service like that that is going to then tie into movies and TV anywhere. If it did, that would be great. But unfortunately, it's movies, play movies anywhere except Microsoft right now. They're the only ones that are missing, which makes me believe that there has to be something in the works that we just don't know about yet. And if they, that's what Microsoft needs, is they need that type of a bridge service that has the muscle in the media industry to bring all that content over. And that would be actually super helpful. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a great answer for you right now, but I completely agree. It would leave a hole in the Microsoft media experience, but at the same time, Microsoft knows exactly how many people are buying content through that. I don't know. I, I don't know what their answer is going to be unless they just move it to the traditional store, which would make sense. But 
um, yeah, we will find out. This story is definitely still developing, and we will see. Hopefully, we'll have an answer by the end of the year. But I know a lot of people are getting apprehensive about buying content now on the Microsoft Store because it's like, hey, am I going to get screwed over like Groove? Uh, Mark Wilbo, Wilbox, Wilbo, I think. Uh, with all the discussion in the recent podcast from yourself, Paul, uh, Mary Jo, regarding Cortana as an enterprise play, would you think that a partnership or both with AMX or Crestron, I can never pronounce the name, would be something Microsoft should be pursuing? Absolutely. Microsoft needs to be partnering with anybody and everybody for Cortana if they want this thing to survive. Um, if they're not, we've already seen them kind of link up an awkward adventure with uh, Amazon's Echo. I don't want to say the name because it'll activate mine back here. But I absolutely have to believe... Oh, they also did one with Honeywell, didn't they? They did one with Honeywell with that thermostat that nobody's seen since it was announced. I'm assuming if it's anything like the Invoke, well, it'll, it'll be a year before it hits the market. But um, yeah, so they definitely are doing that. Uh, Team 56 says, where are the SD835 laptop? Uh, SD835 meaning Snapdragon 835. Were they delayed due to performance issues thwarted because of earlier one-off threat from Intel uh, or whatever? So Qualcomm has said they're coming in Q4. So I would imagine, well, we're technically in Q4. They've got to be coming soon. These things have to be out in the near future. And I wonder if they're even going to be Snapdragon 835. I can see them actually doing SD, like eight, Snapdragon 840s. I think those are coming out. But Qualcomm, at their last earnings announcement, said they are coming in Q4. And so here we are. Now we now we wait, right? Uh, I, I, I don't have any insider information on where these things are because it's more of a Qualcomm thing. I... I Maybe I could poke around a little bit, actually, because I was thinking maybe I could try to find out what's going on with the Windows version on that and see if anybody has any insight. So um, another CPU question is Team56 says, what are the chances of future server devices using upcoming Ryzen APUs in 2018 and beyond? They could be a very good option for lower price devices. They very well could be. I would suspect that Microsoft has a contract with Intel right now, and so it's going to be one of those things that will come up for bidding potentially. Uh, I, I would love to see a Ryzen-powered um, AMD product. It would be an interesting um, kind of comparison, although Intel's like very anti-competitive when it comes to this type of stuff, and they've been dinged before about how they've uh, hampered AMD's growth, and so I could see that Intel getting real aggressive again, but I, I would love to see like a Ryzen-powered, like a 16-core Ryzen-powered laptop or something. That would be insane, because Intel, if they did that, they would charge too much, and um, I'm still supposed to be getting a Ryzen machine here at some point. It, it's been a little bit delayed, I think, in production. They're actually shipping, like, a whole computer, and so somebody's got to build it. I, it's like, I could build it, but they're like, no, we want to make sure it works. And I was like, that's fair, because I'll probably break it. Uh, uh, oh, Alejandro says, what is going on with SMS Relay and Skype? Why isn't it in the People Hub? I have no idea. Skype has been all over the place. They've got like seven different apps now. They've got the UMP app, then they've got the Windows 10 desktop app, then they've got the Windows 7 preview app, which is different from the Windows 7 desktop app. And um, I have no idea. I've never used SMS Relay and Skype, mostly because I don't trust Skype as it is. And to let Skype screw around with my SMS messages uh, seems like a nightmare scenario. So, And this is why, because as you can see here, this particular user is having trouble with it, and I don't know. Uh, Poncelius asks, he says, with Microsoft leaving consumers, is there any point in Microsoft retail stores? They're not leaving consumers. If Microsoft left Surface and Microsoft left F Xbox, then I would say, yeah, what the heck's the point of the retail store? But Surface, um, Surface is a good reason for Microsoft to have a store because they can showcase it however they want. Yes, I know you can go to Best Buy. 
but Microsoft likes to control that experience uh, in the Surface or in the Surface Store, in the Windows Store or Microsoft Store. And so, as long as they have you know these guys coming off the production line, I was trying to pick it up here, uh, these Surface Pros and whatnot. And by the way, when I flew to New York, there were six got them six Surface Pros on that flight. And they weren't micros. I cannot. They were not Microsoft employees. Microsoft employees were not flying in from Cincinnati for that. And so, six. So these things are selling in some capacity. And so, as long as that exists, I I think it makes sense to have a Surface Store. I, I really do. I I can't see them getting rid of it. Uh, da, da, da. Crazy crazy time, guys. Um, a little light on content this week. I'll be the first to admit that after Microsoft catastrophic last week or cataclysmic or whatever words you want to use and actually i screwed up the audio last week (laughs) Uh, i I don't know why i I have a a mixer board over here that i'm tempted to just get rid of and go back to completely um right now it's hardware-based solution going back to a software-based solution mostly because i tend to bump the damn thing and so i bumped the volume too much and it was getting what's called hot or it was peaking and um yeah Da, da, da. I don't know, guys. What else is going on in the world of Microsoft this week? Not not much. Um, I wish I had some more details for you guys about some stuff coming up, but that's about it. Uh, next week should be fun. Hey, you know, we've got, what, on the 17th, which is, what, Tuesday, I think? So we should be getting the Fall Creators update being pushed out. I'll be curious to see if they do any sort of statement about, hey, we're pushing this out aggressively, we're going to be passive with it. Um, I can tell you this. The insider tip of the week is... Be very cautious about installing this Fall Creators update. It is pretty dang buggy for a release. Um, they should have a day one patch. I, I've heard this from several people that I hope fixes a lot of the bugs. But I'll be honest, this is probably, this is a buggy release. It's not the most stable thing. I'm not going to put it on right away. Well, I take that back. I might. Um, I might wait a week or two, actually, now that I think about it. But, uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, I would not, I would be cautious about installing. If you have a production machine that you need every single day, if it's just like a hobby machine, yeah, by all means, throw it on there. Enjoy some of those acrylic and visual updates. But if it is a production machine that you need for every day and it's critical that it must work and be stable, I would wait a little bit. I, this machine back here is on it and it's, there's some funkiness to it a little bit. And so that is that, guys. Um, with that being said, you know, I'm going to check out for today. And as always, everyone, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to check in next week because we're going to have a fun time, I guarantee it, with the Fall Creator stuff coming out. And so, as always, everyone, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right back here next time.